Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. And we are back for another edition of Grey Wolf Unsolved. It is Ned, joined by John, the man who likes to jump down a rabbit hole <laughs> and solve some mysteries and all that sort of thing. John, how you holding up, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, man. I'd, I'd probably fit in pretty well with the Scooby-Doo gang, wouldn't I, in that sort of sense? But yeah, I love it, man. And I've been waiting to do this episode for a while. Obviously, we've had a few delays with, with COVID and the situation in the world, but we're back at it. And uh, here we are to talk about probably my favorite story from the recent Unsolved Mysteries episodes on Netflix. I love that right there that you compare yourself to one of the Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. members. I am a big Scooby-Doo fan. You could play the role of Fred and I could I be could. Shaggy. Yeah, I think we'd fit in pretty well with I those guys. I think we would. And it's funny that you say your favourite case in the Unsolved Things because it's another tragic case, but this one has just yeah. got a real sort of wow factor to it. Yeah, it does. It's very different to almost the others because with all the other Unsolved Mysteries episodes, and we're talking about even on the classic series, it's always a case of, you know, what happened, who done it, you know, this is what the evidence says, but that's not what actually happened. Whereas mm-hmm. this is a case where they've gone with the angle of, yep, he did it, but we've got no idea where he's gone. Like, it's such a different case I found, and it was very interesting, obviously, not being in English as well, which is a little bit different. But, you know, even even doing some research and going down that rabbit hole, I sort of found a few things, and we'll go through that obviously shortly, but, you know, here's a piece of evidence that could be taken this way, but it could also be taken that way, you yeah. know? And we've also got the family, and in particular his sister, who's been running a blog for many years, and then they're of the opinion that he's innocent, completely innocent, did nothing, had nothing to do with it, and they're still not sure where he is either. So there's so many theories and just wild accusations going on from everywhere that this really could be, it could be any possibility and we wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, that's it exactly. And of course your family's going to always have your back, but I think in this one it is a pretty cut and dry situation, unlike the other ones we've debated on there, Johnny, but it is episode three of Grey Wolf Unsolved. Best name ever, House of Terror. Ooh, Sounds like, like an it. insane clown posse album. It actually does. It would fit in pretty well, man. We'll run through the synopsis as we do, and I'll kick things off here. So, Xavier Dupont de Lagon, and that's my best French pronunciation there. And before you go any further, we should say, if there is any mispronunciations in this, well, yeah. it's probably to be expected <laughs> because this is full-on French, and yep. when watching this, it's all in subtitles and made it kind of hard. So here, yeah. now you don't have to. Exactly, man. So no offense to our French listeners, of course, but uh, so Xavier hails from an aristocrat French family with an impressive lineage. I might even struggle with the English words here, Eddie. Mm-hmm, so I will. <laughs> Xavier and his wife, Agnes, have four children, Arthur, Thomas, Anne, and Benoit. They live in an upscale townhouse in the centre of Nantes. We did look up how to pronounce that. Where the children attend private schools and the family goes to church together. On the surface, they seem happy. Yet despite his privileged upbringing, Xavier has had little success in his own personal life. Few people are aware that he is struggling financially. Xavier manages to maintain an appearance of wealth by borrowing money from friends and family to make ends meet until his ruse starts to unravel. Yeah, that's in his professional life there, and it's... Yeah. Yes, it gets... It goes deep. Let's go. <laughs> Journalist Anne-Sophie Martin retraces Xavier's last movements in 2011, suggesting that he meticulously planned the murder of his family after inheriting a 22 rifle from his father, Xavier, purchasing bullets and a silencer. Yeah, sounds sus. He yep. practices at gun range multiple times between March the 26th and April 1st. And this is where it gets even more interesting, yep. Johnny. Yep. He also buys large bin liners, adhesive plastic paving slabs, cement, a shovel, and a hose. Wonder what you could use them for. Oh, plus four bags of lime, all at different hardware shops around 
nonce. <laughs> That's right, man. This is where it gets strange. And, of course, lime is used, I guess, in that sense to sort of speed up the decomposition of the body. So very strange. So on Sunday, April 3rd, the couple and three of their children go to dinner and the movies. At 10.37 p.m., Xavier leaves an eerie message on his sister Christine's voicemail that says he's going to put the kids to sleep. The next day, Arthur, Anne and Benoit are absent from school and Agnes doesn't show up for work. Xavier calls to say everyone is ill and will be staying home for a few days. The next day, Xavier calls Thomas at his boarding school to say his mother has been in an accident and he should return home immediately. Xavier picks up Thomas from the train station and Thomas is never seen again. Yeah, not suspect at all. Mm. And how about ringing up his sister to say he's putting the kids to sleep? Sinister. Well, you know, I have three kids. I don't think I've ever rang anyone up at 10.37 at night and said, hey, John, I'm putting the kids to sleep. Not creepy at all. Days later, the immediate family and close friends receive a letter from Xavier saying that he has been working covertly for the American Drug Enforce Agency. That's the DEA. And the entire family has relocated to the United States as part of the federal witness protection program clever dicky this Mm, one right here and not far-fetched at all he says they will be out of contact for a few years xavier has closed all bank accounts terminated the lease on their house and sent final payments to all the children's schools he leaves instructions about how to dispose of a few remaining household items and cars interesting there how he's paid off the just reading that now johnny that he paid off the payments for his children's schools but a big thing is is this was all about money yeah yeah it's interesting isn't it playing into that narrative that we'll talk about that he just had this perfect getaway planned you know what Mm. i mean it was just all perfect and worked out in his head months in advance probably so after a few days neighbors grow suspicious of the shuttered house and call police requesting a welfare check after several futile visits one police officer notices wet cement under the back porch when they dig they uncover the corpses of the five family members and their two dogs buried under a fresh slab of cement they all have been shot with a 22 rifle. Xavier is nowhere to be found, so an international warrant is issued for his arrest. Yeah, man, that's just horrible. And the Awful. dogs as well. I can't believe this one. There's actually like a bit of a... Oh, we'll get onto that yeah, shortly. Yep. Reports start to come in about Xavier's whereabouts. Authorities learned that on the 12th of April, he stayed at a five-star resort in Toulouse. Hopefully that one's pronounced correctly. (laughs) On April 14th, he was caught on CCTV withdrawing money from an ATM. And on April 15th, he is last seen by a hotel security camera walking towards the mountains. Despite several alleged sightings over the past few years, Xavier has not been seen or heard from ever again. Did he commit suicide in the mountains? Authorities searched the areas for weeks and found no sign at all. Or is he a fugitive on the run? Many believe this is the most likely theory. And there's a movie about that, wasn't there? Leonardo DiCaprio on the run. Yeah, the war yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, I'd say it's, it's very much a movie theme to this case in a way, isn't there? Like, it's obviously a battle with a dad and his financial issues to take it out on his family. But at the same time, is it as cut and dry as it seems? I, I don't know. And this is where we obviously like to go down the rabbit hole, usually hitting up websites and forums like Reddit and Twitter and articles. And obviously, as we've said, you know, this you know, this series came out a couple of months ago, a month or so ago. You know, there's been a lot of updates since then. All these cases are being reinvestigated because they're in the media again. They're becoming popular. Yeah. So this one's quite interesting, man. And I found a few very good theories. And again, 
again, every time I wrote something down, that it was always a case of, oh, well, that's obvious he did that because of this, but maybe he did it because of that sort of thing. Like, he's tried to meticulously plan this whole murder of his family and get away with it. But yeah. did he try to get away with it or not? A lot of it doesn't add up, which we'll get into it in a minute. It doesn't add up at all, because at the end of the day, too, the kids are relatively old. Like, he's at the end of it all. Yeah. Like, yep. he's, like they've been in part of his life for so long. It's not like it's some, you know, new wife, new mm. family. He's mm. like, oh, like they are getting on. Like, the, you know, the oldest son was there at boarding school or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Whoa. It's so strange, man. But we'll read through the, the rabbit hole theories. And I'll, so I'll read these out as we do. Get your sort of feedback and thoughts and we'll bounce off each other. And, uh, you know, we're keen to even get people's thoughts on Twitter or wherever you're listening to this. Send us back a message and see what you think because we're always up for even follow-up episodes potentially. And Eddie, talk about some extra theories oh, that come, yeah, I like that right come there. to surface. So we'll start off here with the most obvious one is Xavier did the entire thing out of shame. And if he is guilty, that's the most likely situation you would think. He felt his family were better off dead than they were poor. But usually wouldn't you take the other route and that would be the committing suicide side of things rather Correct. than offing your whole entire family? Exactly right. Now, there's a few sort of twists on that and that's a very, very good point. And that's sort of where he came from, this aristocrat family, which is supposed to be like, you know, a higher citizen, I suppose. So yep. he couldn't live up to that. And that, you know, plays into the, you know, the known financial troubles he had. Now, on the absolute flip side of that, the fact that he killed his family and not himself, if he's still alive, does almost say the opposite and that he's only concerned about himself and his own ego. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that he staged the entire thing, not leaving one drop of blood at the entire scene, makes you wonder if he wanted to prove to others, particularly the law enforcement, that he's just better and smarter than everyone else. So it was just all a show and it's not in shame at all. So you can see there's a lot of sort of grey areas in this case. It's not quite black and white. So what I'm trying to sort of say there is, you know, okay, he's failing in business, he's failing in life, he's failing financially, but screw you guys, look what I can do. I'm smarter than you. I can do this and I can get away with it kind of thing. Like he's such a a narcissist that he feels like he can stage a crime and get away with it. Yeah, that's an interesting one right there. I don't mind that at all. So he's failing in everything but the murder of his whole entire yeah, family which is, and he's outwitted the law. Yep. And if so, he's probably still running around wherever it is now thinking, look yep. at me, I'm fantastic sort of deal. Exactly, in plain sight in some cases. And the fact that he's travelling the countryside, as we saw, staring into security cameras makes you think that that ladder could be possible. He's saying, basically, I'm not a failure. I'm smarter and I'm more superior to all you guys. You can't even find me. You can't do this. I've planned these killings you know, get banned, essentially. Still bankrupt and all that sort of stuff there, though, buddy. Yeah, exactly right, man. And perhaps when his father passed away and he found out that he'd left him nothing other than that rifle, if you remember, he realised that his father was possibly the same. You know, he possibly was a failure, so to speak, in life. And something clicked. It was like a message, and he felt he had to do something to kind of save his title because then obviously he went out, he got the shooting licence, he did all those lessons, he even went and bought a silencer. It sort of all plays into this fact that he was determined to prove something, you know, whether it was, hey, I'm not actually a failure. My father was whatever. You know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this and, and show that I'm smarter than everybody. So mm. that was a telling moment, I feel, that, uh, and even I read a couple of theories that he actually may have poisoned his father. He may have tried to. Oh, you know, there was that's a, where you yeah. really grows deeper down yeah, the rabbit yeah. hole there. I mean, he did it to his entire family, allegedly. How could he not do it potentially to his old man? Because well, he obviously took the ring off him as well, which was the heirloom, which I'll mention shortly. But, you know, then he found out the only thing that he left was a rifle. Wow, that's crazy you're right there. Yeah. So you think he was poisoning him to try and get that inheritance sort of thing to get himself out of that financial yep. trouble? Would and that re- be the and, case? And then realise that there was none there for him. Like and imagine when it that, all went pear-shaped. Exactly. Imagine mm. that realisation. I mean, especially when you're in a, a situation where you feel like you're in power as he was. You know, he's in control. He's this 
big businessman, he's doing so well, finds out that he's got nothing and then that just flicked a switch. So it's very, very strange. And there was a fantastic episode of a podcast called Case File that added a lot of details that the show just sort of missed. And I guess, as I said before, the show was sort of more going of that, you know, for that angle of he did it, but where is he now? So there's a couple of dot points here that I'll get your sort of thoughts on and a few sort of points about Xavier himself. And apparently had some very questionable religious views when it comes to suicide was one thing that he believed in. He was very crazy in debt, as we mentioned, and he'd even had affairs and then asked those partners for loans. And in fact, he had an open court case with an ex-lover for a repayment of, of money that he'd taken from them. So oh, it's that also, is interesting right there. And that yeah. is some very big things to leave out of the Huge. documentary. How could you not have that in the documentary about yeah, that? It's it's probably it's probably the, the only episode where they really stuck with that narrative that he did it. Like this, yeah. this sort of thing puts a bit of doubt in your mind that maybe there was something else at play. And uh, he also considered suicide so that his wife could get the insurance payout since they were that far into debt was another theory. And Agnes used a fake online name to plead for help in online forums. And I've read this in a couple of spots, expressing concerns about her husband's behavior and him stalking her online activities. So she was sort of in a bit of fear as well. Yeah. So she was a bit scared of the old fella right there. Yeah, she she definitely was. These are big things that should have been in the documentary, I feel, because... Well, I suppose they already said that he exactly. did it. So. You, mm. you can only imagine these things ended up on the cutting room floor. But uh, Xavier also went and cleaned out Arthur and Thomas's dorm rooms after the murders had already taken place. And Thomas's stuff was found in a nearby dumpster. Like, he was literally just trying to get rid of them. So it's like, now, does that play into the theory that he just wanted to wipe away the evidence? Or did they actually flee the country and he had to get rid of all their possessions? Like, again, something that can be taken two completely different ways. And the mm. last one here was that uh, Agnes had told friends in the weeks before the murders that someone was out to harm her and Xavier that she changed her phone number and email address because of this and it makes you wonder if Xavier told her the DEA story and they were preparing to locate when he killed them or relocate when he killed them so their behaviour kind of lined up with that theory so if they've gone changed numbers they've changed email addresses they're, they're going down that path of hey we're, we're changing identities it kind of then works in with his DEA story that they had to flee the country yeah he's planted that seed well yeah. and really early right there that's a, another good one yeah it's exactly right man and, and you sort of have to wonder how he was able to bury those five family members without anyone noticing oh, yeah. like we're now switching things up a little bit you know given how close all those houses seem together if you remember in the show like it sort of plays into an earlier thing that I mentioned about him just being a narcissist so everything had to be perfect so whether he's like who who knows like it's just like how do you actually do that with yeah it was very noticing? condensed there wasn't it yeah. and he's got them all in perfectly and he did fool those cops for quite some time because I walked through the house how many times was it before that? Six they- times before they found the bodies. That is crazy yeah. right yep. there. He would have had to have been poking around at like 3am in the morning or something for that. He must have had to have been. And there's a few things that sort of line up with that. But the whole thing's just surrounded in like him being better than the police officers, him being better than the law, whether he's gone back multiple times. Like it's just... It's quite scary to think what happens in the mind of this guy. But the, then the next point here, and I've said this to you before off, off air, and then you enter the lawyer, who I, I actually kind of think might know what's going on here. And he was the one who mentioned Xavier's bad back pain, which in his words made it impossible to carry the bodies to where the graves uh, were. Yes. Which, and he was the only one who said that. And he was the only one in that whole documentary. He didn't really change his narrative. He was just sticking with, you know, the alleged, the alleged, like he was just... 
backing Xavier up the whole time in a very creepy sort of way. I he thought. could be still in cahoots with Xavier right he, now. He very much could be. And, you know, how would we even know that's true? You know, and I mentioned here, it reminds me of Sol Goodman. Like, it's just that sort of guy, like, you know, from Breaking Bad, just quite dodgy, knows what's going on, doesn't say a word. And you look, even if he did have the back pain, he had access to strong enough sleep pills to knock his family out while he murdered them. Sure, he could have taken something to cover the pain of his back while he was burying them in the backyard. Yeah, when you think that, about that's, it. A, that's a very interesting one right there. And I think you might be right. That's I like that. Saul yeah. Goodman. Yeah, I know. It's very much Saul Goodman. And here's a little theory for you, French man. Saul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, who's to say he didn't actually have those graves dug in the backyard weeks in advance, which maybe that's what gave him the back pain. Like, he could have <laughs> had those graves out there covered up for months. Like, yeah. you know, the kids are all away at school. You know, they may not have even noticed. And on top of that, perhaps the sleeping pills were more to sort of make the family less aware what was happening and they were actually shot out the back. They weren't shot in their bedrooms because, you know, the one of the theories is, well, there was no blood in the house anywhere how the heck has he done it that might explain how that's happened he's made them sort of delirious he's walked them out the back or he's dragged them out the back and he's shot them basically where the graves are and that, I think that probably is true that would have to be true because mm. that was the real eerie part about it so the sleep medication or whatever the sleeping pills have knocked him out and he's yeah. dragged him down I don't think there's any other way because there was no uh, other signs was uh, there and they, that was weird because in the show they even spent some time trying to work out how we would have done it like you know has he has he not splattered blood anywhere and I, I think I'm not sure if it was on the show or somewhere else I read that was it plastic sheets or something like that like Dexter yeah, the style whole Dexter setup, you know yeah, like yeah. I just think that it's a bit more simple than that and and obviously then you know he hid those bodies the way he did to obviously to buy himself some time and it's just sort of strange because he left this trail on purpose obviously so then the police would follow him up into that mountain area but like think about it like the guys just meticulously kill these people there's no blood anywhere but then he just leaves a trail on his way out like it just doesn't really line up does it yeah it's, he was setting them up for something he was definitely for sure. setting them up exactly and obviously you know he waved to the camera and his gun there so yeah. they were obviously thinking he was going out to kill himself but then conveniently he actually chose a spot where he went right where there's the border there's the sea think about all the ways that he could have escaped from there you know knowing the police would scowl the mountains before looking further like he could have just gotten straight into a car and taken off yeah who knows probably had something organized with that dodgy lawyer off in a ship somewhere exactly or- yeah absolutely with a new identity who knows but mm. it, it does seem as though I, I don't but just sort of reading between the lines a bit i don't think he was expecting the bodies to be found as quickly as they were because obviously he tried to cement them in and like you know he was hoping they wouldn't be found for a long time maybe not at all given that he had the lime which was supposed yeah, to speed true. up the decomposition so obviously he's plan a possibly was to you know to see if he could find a new life somewhere uh you know using that dea story with all of his friends and family that okay yeah they have gone somewhere for two years or whatever he said we wouldn't be able to talk to you for but obviously the police were sort of onto him a bit quicker than he was expecting which is why he only stayed at the formula one hotel which is sort of where his <laughs> car was he only stayed there for one night instead of two i just laugh at the formula one yes <laughs> my cousin lewis and i and ty and stayed at a formula <laughs> oh, one hotel yeah. in melbourne at one stage and i just remember they were very cheap and nasty and had a big, dirty-ass toenail in the bed. Oh, that yeah. pretty much paints a picture of where he would have been, I think, quite well, man. It's um, But it's interesting how he paid for two nights and only stayed for one. So my sort of thought is that he had to get a bit of a hurry on. So if your theory is that he actually go when he had committed suicide or he got in a car or he left some other way, I think he was definitely planning for those bodies to be found much later after when they actually were, and maybe not even at all. Yeah. No, I agree with that right there. I don't. Th- he's definitely still alive. I think he, he has to be. I think he has to be. So that's my next sort of question. 
question is like, where is he and, and sort of what's he doing now? And, you know, it's very likely that he is alive and his desperation, like to take his father's ring after his death, which was an heirloom to represent that noble heritage. That's all he's got left of it because obviously he's killed his sons that would carry on his name. You know, perhaps he's fled to start a new family with a completely new identity, just hanging on to that ring. Like it's... He could start again. Yeah, yeah he very well, much could. We uh, did talk about earlier that he was yep. a bit of a... You know, got about a little bit there with the women and he whatnot, did. so he could start again. That's yep. an actually a pretty good thing. And one of the points were through this is, oh, he couldn't have done this because he mm. wants that family mm. name to keep on in the next generations or whatever. Well, start again. Exactly. Go and start again. But it's, it, look, it's, and it's quite, quite likely that maybe he did commit suicide, you know, and obviously they just never found the body. And yeah, that could easily be explained. You know, animals could have easily disposed of his body, so to speak. You know, if he's jumped off somewhere and then he's been eaten over the course of a few months, I suppose. But they did have that footage of him heading up into the mountains, which I guess is what they're sort of basing everything on. But at the same time, they never found the gun. You know, they haven't found that garment bag that he had the gun in either. So the mind sort of boggles that, you know, they maybe the body might have been too decomposed. It could have been ripped apart. But, you know, they never found his gun. They never found that bag that it was in even just blowing around somewhere. But then the thing is, and you said this kind of before, like the fact that he was planning to kill himself, why not just leave his family alive and let them live off the insurance money? If that was his plan the whole time, why go and murder your entire family before you do it? Yeah, exactly. No, I don't think he killed himself at all. Yeah. He's definitely still alive. He's walking around yeah, somewhere. I think he might but be. where man. is the question? Exactly. And to add to that suicide theory, and here's where something can be taken sort of both ways, I suppose. You know, remember how the police went back in that second time and saw that the the photos have been taken out of all of the frames in the in the house. They'd taken the photos out of the frames, but that the frames back bizarre, up on the wall. Yeah. It was bizarre. You know, that really just seems to run with the theory that he was taking that out with him to, you know, that like there's one last look at his family before he does it. He must have gone back after the police had searched the house the first time and taken those photos. It sort of fits that theory earlier that he was sort of hoping to have a bit more time. So he's taking these photos and, you know, he wanted to go on this journey, I suppose, before he committed suicide and obviously since the police were already on to him he sort of had to move into plan b which was kind of taking his own life but now at the same time maybe that was to fit the narrative of the family having to flee which was the da story and the police just completely missed the photos weren't there on the first visit so this can be taken both ways mm-hmm. it doesn't really clear anything up which is where it gets quite complicated it's yeah. interesting like you'd think you'd notice those photos missing though because it wouldn't that just stand out Exactly. I would have thought, if I walked in into the, the office right now and I saw all these frames on the wall without any photos in them, you'd yeah. be very concerned. And now there's a theory that the family have got, and we'll get onto that shortly, that because the, the family had all these instructions to go back into the house to take things, maybe after day one, their instruction was to go and take the photos out of the frames to throw the police off. Like, it's just... It's just some very strange yeah, things going on, man. Interesting. It's interesting. It the mind boggles, as I said before. But uh, let's go back to the theory that he actually did escape, which is the one that we're going on, because that's a really good one. If the case kind of lines up how it sounds and how methodical he was with those murders, he would have had a huge start on the authorities, of course. And, and again, given how meticulous he was at the house, you know, I think he was definitely planning to get caught on camera. Oh, I think that's just, that just yeah. goes without saying. You know, and who's to say he ended up in the mountains at all? Like, you know, there could have been a car or a boat waiting there, as I said before. I, mean, I think Breaking Bad, again, when Walter goes to get his new identity, you know, there's a car there waiting and then off he goes. And to add to that, why would you be so particular with your family's murders if he was planning to take his own life anyway? You know, why write that letter and be so elaborate and then leave a credit card trail and a camera photo trail and try and be caught? Like, it just doesn't line up in a lot of ways it if he was going to kill himself. Yeah, that does not line up at all. If he was going to kill himself, he'd just do it. He probably would have done it the night yep. that he 
did it, wouldn't he? Like, exactly. Just do it right there and then. Like that's, I mean, it's a tragic thing to happen, but that has happened before. You know, if you're going to take your own life, you're not going to be that meticulous. Yeah. Unless he really wanted to mess with the police correct. for a little bit. And here's another thing on the flip side of that. Once again, here's another one we, we sort of flip it over. Was that just potentially the way that he lived his life? He painted this picture of being a successful aristocrat with a perfect family and just wanted to carry that fantasy past his death. Whether he ended up committing suicide or not, he likely planned that his family would never be found and he leaves this illusion of success intact. And to oh. be fair, it did take them six visits, as we said before, to the house to even find the body. So his plan almost worked. And like I said, that whole part of evidence we just spoke about could be flipped on its head as that was just this this lie that he was living, that he was successful. Everything was fine. We've been whisked off to America or Australia. There were two different stories that he gave. Maybe that was just how he was. I don't mind that right yeah. there. So yeah, he's still doing great for himself out there off in America doing exactly. their thing or Australia. Witness protection. You know, Witness protection. Yeah. He's a upscale high flyer type guy. Yeah, it's um it's just it's, that's sort of where it gets very interesting and this is this is where it gets even more interesting man here's where it gets really good so Xavier's family and particularly his sister but also mum and brother-in-law have been running this blog for many years and they're they're banging on about Xavier's innocence and the DEA letter is actually completely true so and wouldn't the DEA be able to come out and say yes this is true though I don't know maybe part of the witness protection is they wouldn't claim whether it is or not oh. possibly I guess that sort of again that sort of lines up with their story but after watching the show, of course, you sort of roll your eyes at a few of these things, but I'll, I'll read out a couple and it just brings a little bit of doubt into the situation. Like it doesn't clear him up at all, but it just makes you think a little bit about it. And particularly this first one, because there is a bit of, con not controversy, but a bit of a few things that don't line up to, to do more with the dates of everything. Oh, I'm looking forward to this, man. This is what I have not heard yeah. this and you've been telling me about this for a while now. Yeah, so I have actually. And the his sister's blog, I didn't know the mum yeah. was involved as well. And the brother-in-law. So it's sort of, the whole thing's in French. So I've sort of been able to only pick out bits that other people have translated and posted. And to my knowledge, there's still updating it to this day and still claiming that this is all, all true. So all legit. Here's a few of the more interesting ones that I found. Hopefully everyone else finds them interesting. And again, it's not to claim he's innocent, but more just to throw a bit of doubt, you know, a little bit of Well, the there's fire. two sides to each story there, Johnny. Let's Absolutely, hear it. Absolutely, man. So up to nine people actually saw Agnes alive the day after the police say she was killed. And those who spoke to her said that she seemed quite normal. And one report was that she was walking her dog with two of the kids on April the 4th, which was, you know, that was supposed to be killed the day before I believe so that is bizarre that is right bizarre there. who were the nine people though is just w neighbors I'm guessing witnesses and I've actually read that in a few a few spots that they actually saw the the wife alive a number of times but and and, and again going by the dates that's when she was supposed to be dead like it just it just puts a little bit of doubt in your mind and then we'll go to the whole the Thomas situation and he was of course the 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 son that was at uh, uni and, and came back home. So the police say he was killed somewhere between the 4th and the 5th. However, one of his friends claims that they spent the, he spent the 5th with him and that he was acting a little bit strange. So he actually said when he was supposed to be dead that they were actually hanging out and that's been confirmed. That, that story has been confirmed from what I could tell. Um, and according to the family... You know, he goes to the restaurant with Xavier on the 4th, if you remember, spends the day with the friend on the 5th, then he gets the call in the evening from Xavier that Agnes was in the car, uh, was in the bike accident. Remember, that was the reason he tried to get her home. Yeah. But he actually messaged his mum, who replied to him. That was apparently when she was supposed to be dead. So he goes home and visits the mum, and it, of course, he didn't find it weird that the house was kind of empty, but that sort of works into that theory, because he'd been texting his mum and other people during the day, so... That is, it's just it's yeah. just weird. And look, I mean, one obvious sort of conclusion to that is that 
the dad or, or Xavier was actually texting these people for them. But it's, that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. So he could. Yeah. But the friend he was a clever man. Exactly. But the friend was still hanging out with him on the fifth. So it even throws a bit of doubt on the police's story as to when they were actually murdered, which yeah. is interesting. So the following days, Agnes is in regular contact with the kids' friends who are worried about their absence, and she actually recorded a new greeting message for Anne, one of the daughters' voicemail. And this is where Xavier empties out Arthur and Thomas's flats that I mentioned earlier. So the mum was actually alive at the point that she recorded a new voicemail for the daughter. Now, why would you even do that? You know what I mean? If something, I mean, unless something was about to happen, you're about to leave the country, or you know, something just wasn't lining up. That's a, yeah. Wow. It's just a bit of doubt. That's all it is. So that um, is very much doubt, isn't it? Now, this is where, and we mentioned this before, how Xavier left detailed message uh, letters to his family about what to do with the house, their belongings, etc. And that was sort of very well documented that they, they received those letters about, you know, we wouldn't be able to talk to you for two years, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But here's the thing. He left a key to the basement, which you can only access through a door in the garden right next to where the bodies were. He left multiple house keys outside in hiding places and told his family where they were so they could enter and empty the house. It looks as if he was just not even worried about people coming and going through that house garden and basement. If you had a whole family buried next to the basement door, you wouldn't be sending your family in and out just with random keys hidden in the backyard. You'd be no, keeping people away not from at it. All. Yeah, you know? it's man. Yeah, kind of wish I didn't read some of yeah, this. It's, yeah, I know. It's, it's really princess. Just a bit of doubt. Bit, bit of doubt. doubt there. Yeah. So um, nextly here, apparently uh, things seem to be moved in the house after the supposed departure of Xavier after he left the house. The family claims the police reports were very inconsistent, such as things like tablecloths sometimes being mentioned as on the table, sometimes not. Cleaning equipment had been moved around the house, and this is an interesting one. So they mentioned on the day the bodies were found that there was a bucket and mop in the kitchen and the mop was still wet. Uh, and they also say that the slab of concrete on top of the bodies was still soft, which could indicate it was laid much more recently than when Xavier left. So he'd Ooh. left and then the concrete was poured is one of the theories that they've got because it was so soft. And the police actually meant that that was one way they found where the bodies were is because they noticed the concrete wasn't quite set. But what if it wasn't actually him that had poured it? What if it was someone else? Wow. Very interesting, Whoa. isn't it? Very interesting right doubt. there. A little bit of doubt. Man, so, that, that is a, a lot yeah, of doubt, uh, really. Exactly. And then Arthur, actually, so one of the sons, sent a, a written and signed resignation letter to his boss, which was never actually analysed by the police to see if it really even came from him. So like a piece of evidence that could have been, you know, whether he wrote it and was he still alive on the date, who really knows? A little bit of evidence there that um, could be could be one way it could be another way but this is probably the one that i've said to you a couple of times so uh, from the family's point of view the whole autopsy process seems to be quite botched like it doesn't seem to line up very well so the bodies were found on april 21st and their individual death certificates were made right there on the spot as soon as they were taken out of the ground which is not even the process you would normally take mm. so they did that without dna testing and without anyone to actually prove or attest to their identity so they didn't call any of the family in to say yep that's thomas yep that's arthur they just really? wrote up the death certificates right there and then. Exactly. Wow, that is so dodgy yeah. right there. So then the police re released the details to the family that were just not consistent with the victims at all. And this is what I've said to you, that the family actually thinks that those bodies were not the family at all, which is very bizarre. So they could be still out on Who the Who knows? Run, they they very much could be. best life. So that is... Yeah, man. So they confused Thomas and Arthur. They gave heights and weights that just did not seem accurate. So, you know, they claimed Arthur was too short and too thin, way too heavy for Agnes. And they also described Agnes as a brunette when she clearly, and you've even seen these in file photos, had grey, sort of greyish white hair. From what I can see, this is probably one of their more strong arguments that the bodies just were not 
the family at all. Trying to get bizarre. set up there, right yeah. there. Just and that sort of ties man. in with these trying to escape story it too, does. doesn't it? It really does. And the fact that they didn't bring any of the family members in to even identify the bodies, like that, that does seem again. It's just a little bit of doubt. Like that does seem unheard of. It does a bit, doesn't it? So I mean, unless they were that sure. But then remember, that it was you know day. Their sixth investigation into the house was when they found it. Like it just it. Again, it's just a little bit of doubt. And obviously to dig the holes where the bodies were found, Xavier would have had to have moved over one ton of soil Whoa. in an area where you could not even stand up all while making sure it didn't leave a trace. Like, I mean, if you just think about that, like, one you remember ton. one ton of soil to dig down deep enough to get those bodies in there. I dug the a p- hole in the backyard to find a pipe, buddy, and that, <laughs> that was like hell. Yeah. And that was a small hole. Yeah, exactly wow. right. And I bet you the neighbours heard you probably probably cursing at the hole because it was so hard to dig. So he did all of this. it took a very, very long time, too. Yeah, he did all of that without leaving a trace. And he had to dig, remember, under the where the basement was, so we yeah. couldn't even stand up. He did all of that on his own. So He would have had to have been working on that for, or yeah. whoever did it would have had to a have long been time. working on that for a very long yep. time. Even if you give it like a, 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 a say, when they estimate the, the murders happened on, say, around the 5th, 3rd, 4th in there, to when they were discovered and, and he was already gone like that, you know, still, I mean, unless he was working on it day and night and no one knew he was doing it. I mean, you saw the backyard and how close yeah, it was to those houses. the neighbours I mean, and whatnot. Man, wow, you know, geez. like, we should have actually looked him up on Google Maps to have a look at the house, but, like, there's just no way known in a small suburban area you can be digging holes without even knowing about it, you know? Like, it's... Well, not that close together. Ah, exactly geez. right, man. So, f- for me, it, it just creates a little bit of doubt around the entire situation and, you know, of course, people can easily mix up dates and whatnot and Xavier could have been texting those friends and, you know, he was that sort of, sort of guy, obviously. Oh, well, so he'd be smart enough to text the friends if he's smart yeah, enough to put all exactly. this together, if you know what I'm saying there. But there is some very, very questionable things happening yeah, here, John. Yeah, man. And like I said, it just puts a bit of doubt in your mind. And, and I guess that's why they're yeah, unsolved mysteries. Correct, exactly right. So just to sort of finish off on the theory side, man, and apparently, I read this only just as I was typing this up, I was reading into it a bit more. Apparently one of the theories that the police is rolling with is that the family is actually hiding Xavier, you know, perhaps to get him a new identity and a new life, you know, because they're all about uh, being, you know, being the aristocrat lifestyle, being royal, being mm. uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, I guess. So they're, uh, they're up there and potentially protecting him. Him, which is an interesting theory that I thought, but that obviously doesn't explain where Agnes and the kids, you know, where they've gone if the bodies aren't theirs. And, and you know, you kind of said it before, I'm sure the DEA isn't in the business of staging murders and, you know, yeah, trying I wouldn't to have thought so, you know, yeah. cover things up. There's just so much in this case that you can really kind of form any theory you like. He did it, he didn't do it, he's alive, he's dead. Like, and a lot of the things, as I said before, you can flip it on its head and the evidence can mean one of two different things. And, and how often in a classic Unsolved episode do we see, you know, people speaking up about after recognising someone from the show. Like, that was what they relied on back in the 70s and 80s oh, when the show yeah. was originally on. And even just a month ago, as of we're recording this, someone in Chicago contacted the Unsolved Mysteries producers claiming they'd actually seen Xavier, and they included a photo of who they thought it was, and they passed that on to the police. And this has literally only happened a month from now, like Has any on. more further happened for that? Has I wasn't able to find anything. Released? No, like- and apparently she was in... She even mentioned, like, the street that she saw him in, some guy speaking French, and, like, he just 
just a bit out of place. So, and my my gut feeling is we'll get an answer to this one sooner rather than later. But the the big problem with um, I Xavier, hope you're right there. Yeah, it I would do. be good to sort of put an end to this one because it's one of big the ones time. where he he could let us know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> it's a, and it's such a like a tragic case if what's happened has actually happened and he is still alive. You know, I mean, I'm sure the family they you know they want closure. They want to know what happened. But obviously, if the family's jumped on the he's innocent bandwagon, I mean, maybe maybe he has been hidden out by the like they're obviously a wealthy family. Maybe he's been hidden out somewhere potentially. Like it's just there's just so many question marks that are you know that we just can't answer. Yeah, because he was broke at the time. Maybe he went to the family, let them know mm. that, and mm. because the family, those sort of upper class people like that too, would not want to know like oh our son's a failure Correct. or yeah. whatever like that. So maybe they are. They paid because you yeah. said earlier that they paid the you know the remaining school fees and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So it made them look like they weren't in financial exactly. trouble. And I believe in the letters that he sent to the family, there was even instructions for them to leave money in certain places. I should have actually looked that up, but I'm fairly sure that they, he actually had instructions to leave money out. So who knows? It could have been enough for him just to take and go start a new life, to go on uh, on Breaking Bad, you ring the vacuum store, and then you get a new identity, that kind of thing. So mm. it's it's just there's just so much doubt and, and that, not, not doubt, but just so many question marks are still I've got answer. doubt now. Yeah. I've got doubt because I 100% thought, yeah, he's definitely done this. And now the, it's really the mind ticks over. Was it his family that you're saying yeah. different heights, different weights? It might not have even been them. Could have just hit up the local morgue and thrown some people <laughs> exactly. in there. Who knows? Who knows, man? And I mean, obviously we like to finish the show on, on our theories. And I think even with all the doubt in my mind, I think he, he did do it. I think he it was obviously meticulous enough. And, you know, so much of it lines up, like going to buy all those bags of lime and that from yeah. the... Yeah, that, you just don't do that. And they got proof of this. I think that he did it, but I don't think he did it alone. There's just so many moving parts. And the fact that he was so meticulous in killing and digging the holes and pouring the cement, but then he leaves a complete credit card trail and photos everywhere of him doing stuff. I just don't think he acted alone. And my gut feeling as soon as I watched the episode, was that lawyer know something? And again, maybe it's because <laughs> I watched too much Breaking Bad, but I reckon someone knew what was going on. Someone's dug him out of a hole. It just doesn't sit right with me that he's just, he's either killed himself or he's gotten away with it. I think that it must be someone who knows something and, you know, maybe one day we'll get the truth. Oh, he's hoping if he is out and about on the Chicago streets, surely people are going to sort oh, of yeah. find him. There's not too much you can... You can't really escape now during Corona and all that too. No, like he's right. stuck. He can't be on the run too much. Mm. Hopefully something does come of it. Yeah, I mean, A bit of a case, like we often say, Johnny, of watch this space right here. Did Xavier exactly. do it? Or what's messing with my head a bit is... And this is might make you laugh, but whoever dug that hole, that is... Yeah. <laughs> An unbelievable effort. An Superstar unbelievable effort. effort. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, in that little space, crazy. And and again, not just physically digging the hole, but no one knowing that you're doing it. Like, And where are they putting the dirt? Oh, that's the other thing. Apparently, some of the neighbours did see him taking garbage bags out. So he might have been digging the, the dirt out and then putting it in garbage bags and taking it somewhere. Like, They'd have to be fairly strong garbage bags to oh hold yeah. dirt. They'd fall through it. Dude. Yeah, that was, have... that was one theory. Because a lot of the, cause the neighbours saw him coming and going. You know, like yeah. it was just sort of... And this is where it all just sort of gets a bit on one hand he's been so meticulous about it all but then on the other hand is he purposely trying to be spotted by people so it sort of plays into this narrative that he he was alive at the time and then you've got also like people have confirmed that they saw his wife out walking the dog you know so is that a case of 
maybe they did escape the country. Maybe that part of that was true. Or are people just mucking up their dates? You know what I mean? Like it could go, it could go either way. But we are talking about it happening in 2011. Like we're not talking like it was in 1987 when people were writing stuff on notepads. Like yeah, exactly. You know, it was really modern. Really that long mm. ago. That is crazy. And my theory on it, John, is I'm unsure. Yeah? Like yeah. I, I really am unsure after hearing this because I'm just thinking about that man digging yeah. that hole. It's like, <laughs> what? Could have been set up. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, it could have like, been. Look, it's, and, and that's one of the theories that obviously, like I said at the start, the show went in with the idea that yes, he was guilty. Yes, he did it. And their sort of angle was more of where is he? Yeah. It was they could easily have gone the flip side of that and said, well, was he set up? You know, was it something else that happened? What is the DEA story true? I mean, and like I said to you, I'm assuming that the DEA wouldn't disclose if those stories even if they were true like we've got witness protection like you know yeah because his his claim was that he knew something about a, a big drug cartel in the usa or something like that that he wasn't supposed to he was a key witness or something along those lines so maybe it's true you know like the mind boggles you know, it really does on this one and it sort of starts to it's a, it's a very cut and dry case when you look at it but maybe it's not and again it's like you put all the possibilities into a hat and you pull out two of them and either of them could line up you know did he do it and he, he escaped did he do it and he committed suicide did he do and he escaped to America did he not do it and the family left like who knows it just really is up in the air and this one really is up in the air it's it's got me thinking and I honestly can't say one way or another I did mm. go into this though and your rabbit hole has totally changed my mind <laughs> like I, I went into this 100% thinking that he did it and now I'm well it could go either way it just puts doubt in your mind doesn't it and that's the point I suppose on Grey Wolf Unsolved going down that rabbit hole just to just to throw a few different theories around and, and this is what the internet's great for and you've got to pick out the good ones of course but after watching that I was the same the first time I watched it and I really wanted to look into it because it just seemed too obvious for him to you know like how have we not found him in all this time but that's where you start to read the theories and then you read like the family's got this whole blog about how we didn't even do it and are they in on it because they're protecting him are they in on it because they're you know they're hiding him away like like every theory has a theory almost in this in this case it just makes it very interesting yeah you like to think that they're off on some island somewhere the whole yeah, family just yep. kicking back and they're no longer bankrupt and laughing about it. Look, here's another one that's come to me because I read quite a few times that they took a lot of money off Agnes's family. So the wife's family obviously was fairly well-to-do as well. So maybe they were running to so many problems that her family stepped in and sort of whisked them away or came up with this theory or like, who really knows? And they've just moved off somewhere. That's interesting right there. So Agnes did know that he was in the financial trouble. Yeah, yeah. Their family, her family had helped them out with quite a few loans. And yeah. makes it interesting as well right there because I, I was sort of under the impression that he was hiding it all and that's the reason he did it. No, it's, uh, and again, it's just another, another theory. You know, did she know, did she know that he was out there cheating on her to take money off people? Like, who, who knows? knows? It's Grey Wolf Unsolved, yeah. baby, there you go. Episode three has been a massive one, John. Oh, yeah. We just sort of leave it on that, but if you'd like to join the conversation, please let us know. Info at greywolfentertainment.net. Let us know your theories. Jump in on Twitter at greywolfent and just hit us up. Facebook, same deal right there because yep. we would love to know your theories. Yeah, and there's some good ones coming up with a few uh, few more episodes to go in, in this part of our series as well. But Netflix has announced that the next season or the next six episodes, I'm assuming, are coming out in October. So I, can't, I can't wait, man. And we'll get through the next few here and hopefully build a bit of buzz. And then we'll be back, of course, once the new cases come out. And I am absolutely mouth-watering at the moment, just waiting to see what they cover. So, And hopefully we get some updates too. Like, it'd be great for, to get a you know resolution for two or three of these cases we've already seen. So we'll see what happens. Surely they'll have to, because right before we go, like, like you said, we aren't in the 80s anymore. Mm. The internet 
everything, people yep. everywhere, video cameras everywhere sort of deal. So hopefully someone sees something, says something, and we can get an answer. I'd love exactly. to get an answer to this. Oh, one. man, so would I. Imagine if he was just living out in Chicago, living his life, and then he's all over Netflix, and he's sitting there watching it with his new family. <laughs> you know? It's not me. No, but that was me. the thing, too, is you were saying before we jumped on, he had no distinguishing features. No, he was right. just a bit of a plain Jane sort of dude. So yeah. there you go. Thank you so much, Johnny, for jumping down that rabbit hole. It has You're been welcome. a bunch of fun. No worries, man. We'll be back again soon. But yeah, stay stay unsolved, shall we say, at greywolfentertainment.net. We've got some other episodes up there and we'll be back soon. Or help us get solved. True. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Greywolfentertainment.net.